0: A podcast where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Hey, everybody! We're back on the show. Hello, and um, we're definitely kicking ourselves because we were talking about how balmy and summery it was just a few weeks ago. And now for the first time ever, Mm -hmm. at least in the last six years that I've been here, we've gotten snow in Shenzhen. First time in 130
1: years. Oh. Now, several people have told this to me, um, but yesterday I actually did some Google searching and uh, there was nothing to prove this. Oh. So, but where's this number come from? Don't know.
0: Oh, there's no, there's nowhere to prove that. It, no, there it's was been no article, long, but a couple, or of that there's snow. There was snow. Oh,
1: there was. Def- I mean, I didn't see
0: it. I just heard. Quite a
1: few unrelated people told me there was snow, hmm. but this, yeah, hundred and thirty years. Don't know where that came from.
0: Well, I'm not. I mean, it's definitely the temperatures have been so much lower. Unusual. Yeah, than ever that I remember before.
1: I'd be interested to know if there's anyone who knows anything about weather.
0: Climate change. <laughs> climate change out there,
1: yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say climate change, but I thought, is that right, is that the correct thing to say? <laughs> yeah, if you know why the temperatures have dropped, like not just a little bit, like 15 degrees below what it normally is. We're usually cruising at a nice 15 between fifteen and 20, mm-hmm. even in the winter, it's comfortable. Yeah. And then when it drops to two, two degrees and you just don't know what to do with yourself, quite frankly.
0: Yeah. Well, the <laughs> thing is, like, it's not the same as being home when it's that cold. Because when it's cold here, nobody has any. Like, the buildings are all built to be as cool as possible. Yeah. S- because the summers are so hot. So there's no insulation. There's no heating. So we're sitting in the office right now. I've got a jacket on, and then on the top of my jacket, I've got another sweatshirt on and a, underneath my jacket, I also have a long sleeve shirt and a short sleeve shirt. and I have two pairs of socks on because it's just like <laughs> sitting in the cold. You know, yeah, you just don't hard. escape the cold. There's nowhere that you mm-hmm. go that's actually heated, so it's it's pretty brutal.
1: Yeah, sometimes you you have to go inside and put more clothes on. Yes. That's what I find most of the time. Yeah,
0: yeah, because, like, the air just, like, sits inside.
1: I'll get home and end up, like, obviously, like, instinctively you take things off, but in the end, I just, by the end of the evening, I've got, like, blankets and dressing gowns and...
0: I cooked our whole evening meal last night wearing, still wearing my jacket yeah. and my scarf yeah. <laughs> in the kitchen. Done that. I could barely see around it. I was wearing this huge scarf, but at I least, couldn't bear to take it off. At least
1: if you're in the kitchen, if you can, if you can create heat in one room, then that's nice.
0: Yeah, that's true. Like just it's like turn the oven on just for the heck of it. Right.
1: We've <laughs> got one heater. We had two, one broke anyway so we've got one heater for the whole for two of us in we've got quite a big apartment so it's trying to fill up all that space mm-hmm. so before i like it's usually before i go to bed i don't know he he can do it every once um and i'll put the heater in the bedroom and it's quite nice it's not warm by any stretch of the imagination but it's
0: yeah i was going to say with ours you can feel the difference yeah because <laughs> our bedroom the the master bedroom in the apartment is a big room and mm. it has high ceilings and the heater that we have is just a piece of crap. It raises the temperature maybe five or six degrees, which is, it is it definitely is noticeable. It yeah, feels warmer. It. But it doesn't really get warm, warm no. until about 6.30 in the morning, which is right before I start to wake up. Six, th-
1: what, does it get warm? See, I don't even know If you, you leave it on happening. like all night. Oh, God, oh, I haven't done that. Yeah. I'm afraid to, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I leave it on all night. And it yeah it starts it starts get really the perfect temperature (laughs) right before I have to wake up and get out of bed and go to work. (laughs) What?
1: But anyway,
0: enough of our complaining. I'm sure there are a lot of places that are buried in snow and ice. Yeah, but
1: those places have heating. (laughs) That's the difference. I don't mind cold outside. That's where it should be
0: cold, but not in. Leave you cold outside. Mm Did we have any comments or reviews this Yeah, week?
1: we've literally, I've, li- I've got four pieces of paper of comments and oh, little things to tell yeah. you about. So we've got a review from someone called Jen C with two E's oh. from Australia. And Jen says, thanks so much, girls. I found your podcast in the weeks leading up to my leaving Australia for a three month stay in Wuhan, China. It was such a comfort to hear from two China experts, such as experts, woo, <laughs> such as yourselves. Trick them. <laughs> huh, yeah. It definitely calmed my nerves before leaving. That's really nice to hear. Mm, that is nice. Now that I'm here, I appreciate hearing you chat about all the funny little quirks of life as a Westerner <laughs> in China. <laughs> this podcast is a must for anyone considering traveling to China, or for anyone who wants to know how to live in another culture with its difficulties and still retain a positive outlook and good (laughs) humour. <laughs> about all the funny little ups and downs These girls have made a podcast Which is informative, entertaining, and fun Check it out That's a really nice review That's Thanks a so super much, nice review Yeah And as I was reading it I was thinking like We've literally gone against all those things Just in this f- The first five minutes of this episode
0: Oh, how we were complaining Just more <laughs> You know what I want to do Is cut Like print out all the reviews that we've had mm-hmm. Cut them up And just like Stick them in my pocket one by <laughs> one <laughs> So whenever like I see someone spitting on the street <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, like, cuts me off Like a car almost runs me <laughs> over I just whip out a review oh my Get God. a nice little ego boost And be like, yeah, yeah life yeah. in China is I like good. it, I like it That's
1: uh, that's just an app idea right there Yeah? To be pocket yeah, ego boost Pocket boost. reviews, yeah, ego yeah. boost Yeah, I like it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, let, uh, let me tell you about some comments we've had uh, yes. So, last episode was episode 42 and we talked about uh, what we do if we get sick in China. We, we mostly talked about hospitals. Mm-hmm. And so we had a message from Jeff M. Omaha. Omaha. Yeah, that's right, Omaha. And uh, so first he said he was really look, looking forward to listening to the episode. Cause, so this was on Facebook. And then he told us that, um, so here's what he says. Ten, year go- ten years ago when I went to Beijing and I toured a hospital... Um, he's an ICU nurse. Um, they were still using IV bottles like mason jars and refilling them from something akin to water pitchers.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> Glad to see
1: from the photo they have changed a few things since then. I can't wait to go back to China someday. No plans yet. A lot of things going on right now. Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, wow. That's interesting. I can just imagine them just pouring so like a picture. It's very, of yeah, I have a very clear. Just like image open of what it is. vats of. Into they're just like sticking the tube into.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like something from the 19th century, basically. <laughs> that's what I'm seeing. Like
0: some kind of a crude pool fil- filtration system. <laughs> 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 yeah. Pumping things into yeah. people. Wow, yeah. Yeah, that's gross. I'm sure that they've made leaps and bounds since 10 years ago. Yeah.
1: Well, that makes me kind of want to jump like way forward to tell you about the fact. Can I do that? Can yeah. I jump? And then I'll come back. Do it. So talking about hospitals and... Mm, more about um, surgery, actually. So you may remember a long time ago, and unfortunately I couldn't find that, I couldn't remember which um, episode I mentioned this in. Um, so basically, this the article that I covered was about two scientists, one Chinese and one Italian guy, surgeon, who reckoned that they could very soon do a head transplant, perform a head transplant in China. Do you remember?
0: Yeah. It was a while ago now. So basically... I'm still confused in what situation would you need that to happen? Uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> the guy... I mean, he either got a healthy head or a healthy body. Yeah. You're going to decapitate so, somebody in order to save their head, or
1: are you going to... Head. In this situation, they want to save the head. So... There's a, there's so
0: oh, there's a sorry. Okay, yeah. maybe I'll So you'll you. find out
1: <laughs> why, specifically, they want to do this. So... So it's happened basically. So oh. they were talking about, not on a real a person. Oh. No, 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 no. Um, they've actually managed to perform a head transplant on a monkey. Oh. Yeah. So I liked, no, I did. When I say like, this is obviously very relevant to um, Jeff's or, or last episode and what Jeff just said about how it used to be. Um, but also because it's the year of the monkey <laughs> 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 coming up. So I thought that was a bit relevant. Sorry to be a bit... I'm not trying to be crude or anything. This is just, you know. Uh, so basically, yeah, they've performed a hair transplant in Harbin. Uh, I'm wondering if it's just so cold up there that everyone's just gone mental. Um.
0: <laughs> just start chopping the heads yeah, off and so. sticking them on other. Why don't you just put it on, like, a chicken's body? <laughs> <laughs>
1: so this is according to a New Scientist. The experiment was carried out at Harbin uh, Medical University in China. The re- researchers connected the blo- blood, su- excuse me, blood supply between the head and the new body, but did not connect the spinal cord. The monkey survived the procedure without any uh, neurological injury of any kind. Whoa! Um, but the monkey was only kept alive for twenty hours because for ethical reasons what <laughs> yeah yeah it, apparently, I mean I don't know how so it's that okay really, to cut its head yeah, off it's okay to do but the not to, to leave it right, alive. right I'm not sure about the the, the details maybe
0: because it was just like in such horrible pain or something but it was I mean they oh they, well, they
1: said no neurological issues but it doesn't say anything about pain Wow. maybe that's maybe that's some ethical law that we don't I mean I just don't know
0: I'm surprised... So this is this is something that's done in China, right? Yeah. This procedure? Right. Hmm. And it was actually
1: performed by the Italian surgeon with the Chinese guy that I referred to in that first article. Hopefully I'll find it, and then I can put links to both, and then you can read them simultaneously.
0: I wonder if the Italian guy is practicing here in China because he has more freedom to Probably. do stuff like that.
1: I, I reckon so. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, so he... <laughs> In order to perform the surgery, both the donor and patient need to have their heads cleanly and delicately separated and the nerve cell membranes preserved. Uh, They use a glue-like substance to preserve the cells. Mm. Interesting. Um, Yeah, I know this whole thing is kind of crazy, but I had to share it with you because of the fact that I've mentioned this before. So they cool head to 15 degrees, and um, the monkey was able to survive without brain damage. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, actually, I just want to add this one bit because it's actually very relevant to your question. Okay. Which was, um, they're now, this the Italian doctor is now seeking funds to perform a head transplant um, on a 31-year-old Russian patient who has a genetic mus- muscle wasting disease. So that's why they want to do this. They actually want to perform it on a... Uh, a, a, a woman in So Bush then,
0: how do they get the body though?
1: Yeah, uh, that's. Because if I it's don't know. a
0: perfectly healthy body, I don't know. You're gonna have to take the head off of it.
1: I guess it m- must have to be someone that's suffered some kind of brain damage, who, and then oh, they must. Yeah. I, that's the only way I can think. Or of Like it. in a
0: coma or something like that. Right? Maybe. Oh man! Yeah. That is but freaky.
1: It. I mean, I. I'm sure it's, this is the only. It's. This can only happen in China. Yeah, I don't think anyone else, where else in the world would allow this to happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I <laughs> just thought I'd uh, fill you in on that well. little story. Uh, oh, by the way, um, I will link to this. But for any of you who are squeamish. Uh, I recommend probably not looking because there are pictures of the monkey. And the monkey, by the way, doesn't look like in any pain at all. Hmm. It just looks like he's sleeping. But you can see where the operation has happened on his head, basically. Hmm. So maybe, you know, some of you might not appreciate that.
0: I'm too sensitive for that kind of material. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So That's back super interesting. It, it is, isn't it? I mean, it's crazy. It's groundbreaking science. For sure. That's for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm wondering if this has been, um, if anyone, where else in the world has, is informed about this. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so we had a we had some more comments, and um, I guess this because it's related to hospitals. We had a question from uh, Jessie who said, um, uh, "If you ladies had children, would you give birth in China?" Well, we've already answered that question in our episode twenty-three. Mm-hmm. So, Jesse, check episode twenty-three out, where we talk a little bit about what we think about having kids in China, and we also talk a bit about experiences of other people, like that we we know. And mm-hmm. actually, I'm I, I'm wondering if we recorded that episode again, because honestly, uh, I kind of f- I've forgotten what I said. To be honest, I'm wondering if I would have changed my f- opinions now. Not yeah, it's so been any. a
0: while. It's it, been like maybe 7 it, or 8 months. Yeah.
1: And since then, um well, I'm I feel like not that I've changed massively, but I'm planning to get married and I guess that when when that happens, you kind of maybe you, things change a little bit for you. You start to think about it. Yeah. And someone and someone I know actually personally is is having thinking about having a bit she's pregnant. But she hasn't decided whether to have the baby here or go back to back to her home. Mhm. Yeah. So Jesse, you can check our episode twenty three out. Um Inez says that um I laughed so hard I remember the pee experience, one of a kind. Oh. So yeah. <laughs> we do mention in our episode forty two about like the strange um tests that you have to do, one of them being peeing in a cup.
0: Which is not an unusual test to do what is unusual is that <laughs> they give you a cup with no lid right that, yeah that you have to carry yourself throughout the hospital and put it on a tray with everybody else's pee cups yeah which is a very odd experience
1: <laughs> the thing is i think you know how we can be squeamish about we and poo and blood and stuff and sick i feel as though like chinese people don't really have that because there's spit everywhere and that that Sometimes that can turn my stomach, if yeah. I'm completely honest. Especially
0: when it's in the elevator, it's like in a closed space it's, and it's just yeah. like Googling up at you. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> that, yep. that's gross. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I feel as though no one minds putting their pee next to someone else's pee and having to see that.
0: The pee rainbow? The pee rainbow, indeed. I've seen some crazy colors of yeah, pee. Yeah, it
1: shouldn't be that. Like I mean, that. they just
0: have all these this pee laid out, and you, you'd think it'd all be similar color, but it's like a <laughs> rainbow. It's amazing. Sorry, this is gross. <laughs> you yeah, uh, just made me think about. Have you ever taken uh, dissolvable
1: vitamin C? No.
0: That does strange things to your pee. Does it? Yeah. So does eating beets. Whenever I eat beets, like really? boiled beets, then my pee is like orange, orange, wow. like really orange. Wow.
1: Well, like as long as it's radioactive. not active.
0: <laughs> <laughs> God. Anywho. I don't
1: know why we've gone down this gross path, but.
0: We're twisted, Holly. That's why we're here in China. Yeah, you actually. gotta be a little bit twisted to live here, I yeah. think.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah what, what's that? Um, There's like a quote You don't have to be mad to live here, but it helps, yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> Indeed. So, we've got another comment. Uh, so, um, three episodes ago, we did an episode about blogging in China. Mm. And that question came from Heather. And she's actually gotten back to us and she is in China now. So she says, Hi, Holly and Nora. I hope this comment sticks. The last one seems to have disappeared. Uh, It is actually there. It's on Facebook. And on uh, episode 40... So if you're interested in blogging in China, go and listen to the episode. She says, thank you for answering my question. I giggled throughout the entire episode. Are we that funny? (laughs) I
0: I had no idea, to be honest. It makes me feel so good, though, that people are entertained by our Uh, jibber-jabber. Jibber-jabber,
1: indeed. (laughs) Uh, She says, uh, no worries, we downloaded a VPN before leaving the States. Yet I have to admit, after a week of using it, it's becoming a little finicky. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, there are issues right now. We don't need to go into it, but...
0: None of them are perfect. None mm. of them.
1: Mm-hmm. She says, I, I went with Tumblr for the blog platform because it is isn't unblocked in China. I was, uh, I was more looking for something that if the VPN is being slow or not working for some reason, I could keep up with my writing. I would like to sincerely thank you for your podcast. I binge-listened my way through most episodes before <laughs> leaving the States. This is a theme I, I'm hearing a lot of people like binge-listening. We just I just can't, can't get enough of us.
0: It's the crazy. thought of having
1: to listen to me, Gemma, for like
0: I know I can't stand listening to our own show.
1: Because <laughs> we're on like what what episode are we on now? Forty three. This is forty three. So that's almost like almost f- f- yeah. like let's say forty hours of us is talking. <laughs> You people are crazy, yeah, but we love you. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> um, so she felt prepared and well-packed for this adventure. We are here for anywhere from six weeks to one year. Yeah, that's what they all say. Well, wow, that's quite a range. Yep. Uh, oops, I've lost my place because I'm now looking at... So many comments. Oh, here we go, yeah. Uh, she says that she. So she's left a link to her blog, which I'll, I'll leave her... In fact, actually, you can see it on episode 40, but I'll probably put a link to it, because she's a document, and it's a lot of pictures of food. <laughs> <laughs> I had a look. Yeah, hey, um, yeah like I read
0: her first one. It was so sweet how her... It was Is it her boyfriend or her husband? Had, like, set up... Her husband, every- I think, maybe? So sure nice. He that. had done such good preparation for her coming to China, because he just nice. really wanted her to love it. That's nice. So it's really, really sweet. Nice. Nice to hear that.
1: Yeah. She says... Um, we have plans to travel a lot around Asia and hope to come to Shenzhen on a trip to Hong Kong. Let's get together. Yeah. Indeed.
0: We're here. Yeah. <laughs> Forever and ever. We know where about 2,000 coffee shops are, so <laughs> definitely go for a coffee. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, so another comment.
0: Wow. Yep, yeah,
1: yep, yeah,
0: yep. Yeah. We're just
1: going crazy here. So this comes from Angelo. Do you remember Angelo? Oh, I remember Angelo. We've been
0: teasing him because he's so cute. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so um, he says, hi there in podcast land. First of all, that's some great stalking. It didn't take me a lot of effort. He used his Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah,
0: if you use your Facebook, we can see your public profile.
1: (laughs) I thought I had my information well hidden. (laughs) Think again. Yeah. Uh, I'm enjoying life in my mid-twenties. Therefore, I'm more than okay with people calling me a young man and or a cutie. So, thank you. (laughs)
0: We're at that age. I feel like now I've gotten to the age, now that I hit 30, I can start, like, pinching people's cheeks and calling them
1: cute. Bless him. So cute. (laughs) Now for my question. I'm lucky enough to have a a rather abrupt trip to China next month. This will give me the opportunity to celebrate Chinese New Year. Yeah. But to be honest, I have no idea how this is celebrated. What are the traditions, the do's and don'ts? Will I see some legendary Chinese fireworks? And what are some fun experiences you girls have related to New Year's or any other typical Chinese holiday? Well, Angelo, we've already answered this question in the future. <laughs> so keep listening. Um, I reckon, I think you should probably listen to episode 45 and you may hear some stories. Mm-hmm. just saying,
0: might, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if he's already here by the time the show is aired for Chinese New Year, mm-hmm. then I would suggest, as a little tip, to try to experience the Chinese New Year outside of the big cities.
1: Yeah. Like, the big, big ones. Probably not, not a lot's going to go on if you're inside the city. Yeah, because most, be
0: yeah, most people tend to leave, you know. Maybe Beijing is a little bit different because it's the capital, sure. but probably a lot of people leave Shanghai. Definitely a lot of people leave Shenzhen. But if you can go somewhere that's a little bit off the beaten track, Mm. I think you have a more authentic experience.
1: Yeah. I I didn't read the article, but I I think it was this morning I saw some article that was, like, the headline was, like, something to do with mass exodus. Like, (laughs) like, literally, like, (laughs) the largest amount of people to leave the cities is going to happen this year. I I don't know how they can even calculate that.
0: Hmm, hmm.
1: Maybe it's based on transport sales or something. Probably,
0: yeah. Right.
1: So, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to keep going, to be honest. I'm enjoying the sound of my own voice as well as everyone else. So,
0: <laughs> Do you have more comments? Y- n-
1: this is not a comment. This is actually, so, there are two because, um, two, like, facts, because they're both related to things that I've mentioned in the past. Oh, nice. And I like to, you know, have themes,
0: keep mm-hmm. things
1: together. So, uh, this, this was actually, I'd seen this, I hadn't read it, because I knew where it was going to go. <laughs> But um, our friend uh, Chris sent me this uh, on WeChat, and this comes from eChinaWire.com, so I don't think there's actually a physical link, uh, because this was posted on uh, WeChat. So anyway, uh, so there have been many uh, fads. You remember all these like fitness fads that happened in China, so... Uh, What was the first one? The first one was, uh, I think, wrapping your hand around your waist, and that means you were. Oh, yeah, to touch
0: your belly button or something? Belly button,
1: yeah. Belly button, if you can put your hand all the way around and then touch your belly button, that means you're fit. Then there was one where you had to balance coins on your collarbone. Oh, yeah. And then the other one was the the behind-the-back boob grab. Right. Okay, so on that train of thought... (laughs) Oh, no. There's another one, (laughs) and it's called the pen test. The pen test. Right. So, apparently, allegedly, this started in Japan. Basically, uh, women use their breasts uh, to hold an object like a pen. Oh. Right. And, uh, apparently, if you can do this, it shows you are a true woman. (laughs) Yeah. So, some of the hashtags in Chinese translate to new standard for a goddess and... Only a real woman can do this.
0: Oh, jeez.
1: While the dominant hashtag was, carry pen under breast.
0: (laughs) Under? (laughs) Under,
1: yeah. So there are pictures. This is not for the office. If you (laughs) even manage to open this uh, post on your computer, don't look at it in the office. There are boobs everywhere. (laughs) I actually saw... I was trying to find a copy of this to look at it online. And so stupidly I went on to because Shanghai is, there's every, everything if there's an article like this is going to be there but I I made mistake of searching boobs
0: oh no yeah
1: don't do that either I mean do it but at home don't do it at work <laughs> so so yeah um, so people are just like obviously the reaction is as always what the what, you know what are you doing um, so <laughs> somebody made a comment what exactly is the standard of being a proper girl um, re- recently, people in people in Japan invented a new standard. That is, to hold a pen under your breast. Only when you can do this, are you a real girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you think that a lot of Japanese women can do this, though? I don't know. Or Chinese women? I mean, they're so slender. Right. Exactly. So probably the majority of them prob- can't probably can't, do it. No. Huh.
1: Yeah. So someone who posted pictures of herself completed the pen test and said i can't touch my belly button from my back nor can i hold an egg on my collarbone that means i'm a fat person luckily this trend saved me <laughs> <laughs> that would be something i would oh, probably yeah. be able to write because the uh, heck to it i'm not going to be able to do anything else but i could probably uh hide a pe- hide a pen <laughs> i'd lose it probably <laughs> probably a whole pencil case in actual (laughs) fact um so deborah gross from uh, distractify.com wrote girls i'm gonna give to you straight if you're an a or a b cup this test isn't gonna work for you the pen (laughs) will drop or it will drop then according to chinese pop culture you're not a a true woman and b beautiful Hmm. if you're a fuller b cup the pen might stay for a bit but then the second part of the test or what it was back in my day in high school you lift your arms up boom pen is gonna hit the floor oh
0: wow so there are women who can do this with their arms i up? guess so yeah. wow you'd have to be pretty well endowed I if
1: think, <laughs> if you're a c- if you're a c and up i feel like this test was made for you maybe even <laughs> may- maybe even consider moving to china you'll be the definition of hotness there
0: oh man
1: <laughs> so i you know i've jibber-jabbered a lot but that's good stuff i'm, glad, I'm glad that i was able to tell you <laughs> Oh, do you man. feel more light enlightened? Do you feel more aware of Chinese culture? Do you yeah. want to come to China now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So profound, Holly. I know, I know. So here's our question. Okay. Let's get on to the real hardcore stuff. Let's do it. This, uh, our question comes from Mariana Palm. So you may, have, you may remember her name because she also left us a previous question, which was episode 41. And um, so she's... She's moved from the UK. She's originally uh, from Mexico or or is Mexican. Don't know if that means she's from Mexico. I don't don't know. I'm sorry, Mariana. So here she says, I'm a big fan and I hope you and Nora know how useful your content is. So this message, we had gone backwards and forwards several times on Facebook. So she was talking to me. I'm living in Wuxi. My husband was relocated (laughs) here by his British company. Which brings me to another point. Perhaps you can consider for another podcast. Well, we did, and here we are. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Often expats come to China with a partner or spouse. Mm. True. If you're in your 30s, or 29 to be exact, uh, how can you best use your time here? Besides learning Chinese, perhaps ways of advancing your career by securing a better job than back home.
0: Thanks. Mm. That's a good question. That's a great question. And
1: it just so happens that Nara and I are in this similar age range.
0: We're in the box. To
1: answer that question. Mm-hmm. We also have other halves here, although we didn't come with them, Mm-mm. but still.
0: We didn't come with them, but, you know, the timing is really interesting because sometimes I feel like we we're staying more for his job and sometimes I feel like we're staying more for my job. Right. Like, you kind of trade off these positions. Yeah. So at any given moment, if, the, if you have any changes throughout your stay, at any given moment, things might shift for you. So I feel like even if you're the one who got the job and came over to China, yeah. your significant other might find something and then you might find yourself in this right. situation. So this is a really interesting question that I love to talk about. Well... First off, I want to say I think one of my biggest mistakes when I first came to China was that I was too hard on myself. I I thought I forced myself to say, "Okay, I have to take advantage of every moment to learn Chinese, like mm. really like study hard, get out there on the streets, and you know, if I wasn't able to do that, then I would feel really guilty that I wasn't like taking advantage of the opportunity." Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think kind of made... I I set my expectations too high. And that's not always a bad thing, but I think if I had set more feasible... Like, I was expecting to learn Chinese Hmm. in a year. And when I didn't, then I was disappointed. Yeah. And I don't think that's the right approach. I mean, I think it's good to push yourself, but... At the end of the day, you're also living your life. You're going to be experiencing a lot, not just, you know, in terms of linguistics. So I think setting some moderate to light goals in terms of language learning will actually go a lot farther than being really aggressive and saying, okay, I'm going to study every day for two hours and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be speaking conversational Chinese Mm. in, you know, three months or something like that. Sometimes I think it's almost puts too much pressure and then you just kind of like fold into yourself. Yeah, you get disheartened.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think I think we've talked a little bit briefly about how I think we both agree, like studying in smaller chunks, like bite sized chunks is is probably worth more than trying to sit down for hours at a time and study. Mm -hmm. It's just just like overload, you know.
0: I wish I would have in that first year just not because I brought a bunch of Chinese learning books with Mm -hmm. me. I mean, I brought a lot. Yeah. I brought like five or six different Chinese learning books because I was trying to quit myself for the year. And I wish almost that I hadn't brought any or I had brought one because I just had I was like overwhelming myself with work. And then I felt sometimes that I had better study rather than actually going out and communicating. And that's just completely backwards. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I wish I had let, known how to, how to study, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, the best methods to learn, t- to study Chinese. I mean, I, I wasn't very serious about it, if I'm completely honest anyway. So, mm-hmm. I, I think that was partially to do with the fact that I never attend, intended to stay for as long as I,
0: I It'll have. creep up on you. And see, I feel like what happens here is that... You'll come. You'll think you're going to be there for a year. You'll learn a little bit of Chinese, but you won't be that serious about Mm. it. And then the years go on, and then you're like, holy crap, I've been here for five years, and I can't speak (laughs) Chinese. You know, like I've seen a lot of business people especially who are like, yeah, I've been in and out of China for the last 10 years, but I don't Mm. really speak Chinese. And then they feel really bad about it. Yeah. And I think that's, it's again, it's because you expect, it's not a light switch. It's not like you're studying Chinese, and you're going to become fluent in a year yeah so so yeah I think that's that's the first thing I would say is not to be too hard on yourself about studying let it come like push yourself a little bit that's that's always good to kind of set setting goals is really important but trying to burden yourself with learning 20 characters every day I'm sorry it's not gonna work Mm, it's just not gonna work you can't retain it you won't the next week you'll forget all the ones that you learned the first week even learning like one word a day is enough yeah Because that's seven words a week, 14, you know, it adds up every month. And if you really learn it, and if you learn how to use it, and you learn how to write it, it sticks in your brain. Like, if you really spend one day just focusing on one word, it's attainable. It's something Mm. that you can do on a consistent basis. And trust me, it'll build up really quickly. Yeah, definitely. So, yes, anyways, but she's talking about things, I guess, that aren't Chinese learning. yeah. I think... um,
1: one of the most valuable things is to have is to meet other other foreigners. Mm-hmm. To have a a good like friend ba- base mm-hmm. is that the correct correct way to say it? I guess because um, I think it makes things so much. E- it makes life so much e- so much easier.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I mean, we've kind of got like a little community going on Um, i feel like we've
0: struck a good balance between like we have our very close circle of foreign friends Mm -hmm. but we're also not always together so it's it's not like we only hang out with foreigners and i think that's also important too because you don't want to just cling to foreigners so you want to yeah I think it's good to have that support group and also see what they're up to because you can I've been really inspired in terms of career you know before coming to China I would never think about being an entrepreneur but Mm -hmm. I've met some really amazing entrepreneurs in China and that has inspired me to think about creating my own company yeah one day one day actually hopefully very soon (laughs) so it's yeah, it's definitely useful to to see, um, like you want to have you want to have some friends who are also just getting to China, because then they can explore things with you, yeah. and then you want to have some friends who have been here for a little while who can help you skip some steps. Yeah,
1: yeah. I wish I I there were some things that it just took me forever to realize, you know, and I I almost feel like why didn't I know that? And one of the, I think one of the main reasons was because I was predominantly with uh, another foreigner who was at the same level as me with everything like we yeah. arrived at the same time so we didn't we we just struggled together instead of really knowing anyone else who could help us mhm yeah
0: yeah definitely definitely and yeah like i said you can like you can figure out what those people are doing and if you're interested in anything that they're doing career-wise it's the perfect opportunity what's really cool Mm. about being in china is that because of the lack of foreigners here you can often kind of skip through rungs of society like if somebody is a president of a company and he's a foreigner Mm. it's much easier to access them here in china than in the states like quite a few it's become popular so shenzhen has tencent which is like one of the largest development companies in the world if not in in the whole world the largest um and so we've seen chats from like the ceo of zendesk came i mean this Mm -hmm. is big stuff these are companies with huge numbers and we had an opportunity to like sit and chat with them yeah and so you get these kind of rare opportunities to actually advance your career just by the sake of being a rarity in China so like you can always look for events like that who have speakers coming from abroad who probably don't speak Chinese themselves so they'll be surrounded by Chinese people but it's quite easy to kind of like cut through that because of course they want to speak to somebody who they can understand and communicate clearly Mm -hmm. so it's quite easy to kind of skip through and network with those high level executives. Yeah. Which is kinda cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice point.
1: Mm-hmm. But on the on the other side to that, um, I feel as though like so for a long time I feel like I just stuck in the same places all the time. But I think it's really important to explore and find new places. Like we've got this area in Shenzhen. It's like it's in the centre. It's called Cocoa Park and it's uh you 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 know that if you go there you could meet other foreigners and you could probably sit down and meet someone new if that's what you fancy doing and you'll meet people from all over the world and you'll probably meet some really interesting people but for me now that place is totally like stagnant mm. i feel like it's it's always the same it's exactly that's the thing and so really if i was new like if i was new to the city if i if i had the chance to do it all over again i would want to like get further out and like explore explore the places and go to the places that other this, like other foreigners aren't going to. Like
0: the cool thing about China is it's so safe compared to other mm. cities. I mean, it's a country, obviously, but the cities are quite safe compared to the cities in you know other countries. And so, one of the things that I used to do is just like get on a bus, yeah, and just take it until because it's really easy not to get lost mm-hmm. because you just take the same bus the opposite direction, yeah. you know. So I would just get on the bus, take it until I saw an interesting kind of looking mm-hmm. area. Get off the bus, explore a little bit, and then cross the street and get back on the bus yeah. going the other way around. <laughs> yeah,
1: I would do. I'd I'd done that on the metro as well. Like just choose a name, an interesting named place, and just mm-hmm. get off and just, just wander get off. Around. Yeah,
0: and wander around.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. you can find some interesting places.
0: That so that kind of exploring is really cool. Because you can see, especially in large cities in China, mm-hmm. there's a huge diversity. You'd be so shocked to see what kind of diversity exists in the cities. Yeah. Especially, the, like, Shenzhen is a little bit different because it's so new. Um, but, like, in Guangzhou, it's, cause it's an ancient city. Yeah. I mean, it's like 3000 BC or something like that. Mm. It's crazy. It's It's been a city for a long yep. time. And it's um, got such a mosaic of, like, old and new. I mean, it's just got all these different layers, so the oh, yeah. neighborhoods are so different from each other. You have, like, uber, uber rich, and then, like, these kind of crazy narrow alleyway ghettos and stuff like that, and then there's, like, ancient temples, and it's crazy. It's it's really nice to do exploring. Yeah. And, see, the thing is, is that you also, I
1: also got very very comfortable as well. And there are, there are places, um, so there's um, a different uh, area of the city called Sherko, uh, and that's quite, uh, it's well known for foreigners. foreigners, a lot of foreigners live there, and that's a complete, it's got a completely di- different atmosphere. Um, it's like they live in a completely different world to us over here in Futien. yeah. It's true. And so they've got a different different kind of community out there. It's like America town, like it Chinatown. Is, it's very
0: but Ameri- or like Europe town or something like that. It's very strange.
1: I went, um, it was last year sometime, there was a new restaurant opened. So Barrett and I went over there to um, check it out. And we sat outside. It was still quite warm. And probably three quarters of the people that walked past us were all foreigners. Wow. It was weird, like <laughs> very strange.
0: I feel like if you're in a place like that, you might as well just be home. Yeah, in a lot of all, ways.
1: All the little shops, like here, if you go to your your like let's uh, like a little shop, you you'll get uh, all the products are Chinese. Mm-hmm. You might, I mean, even the, the cigarettes are like, chi- chi- you know, Chinese. You don't you don't get any like imported brands. Mm-hmm. in in this area of the city, you go into that the equivalent. And you can buy like uh, what's the, What are those brand of p- p- um, potato chips um, that we've talked? You, I think you like Doritos. Em. No, not Doritos. They're like they're quite posh. We would call them posh, like crisps. kettle kettle chips. chips. Oh. You can just go in there and buy kettle chips. <laughs> like, come on, that's a luxury. <laughs> but you can just go down there and buy like kettle chips and like good wine. Even like that's a something we've got. a go to a specific shop to buy mm-hmm. but to them it's just like it's normal i don't want life to be so comfortable that it's like i'm living in the uk in china
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what i mean I feel like that destroys the whole point <laughs> right I mean, you're just living in a bubble yeah. but it just happens to be in china yeah i mean if you have the discipline to go outside of that bubble mm-hmm. on a you know, and interact with people, fair enough. But that's where you get these people who have been living here. I've known people who have lived here for 20 years and still don't speak Chinese because they've just been in those bubbles. Yeah. So, so yeah, it depends on what you're after. Mm. There, are, there are lots of, like, activities. If you,
1: I mean, we're in, like, WeChat groups with lots of foreigners and... It's amazing, like, before I joined, like, got in these groups, I had no idea the kind of things that was going on in the city. Mm -hmm. Like, it literally, if you want a home from home, there there are classes for everything. There's groups for, you know, like, oh, learn how to use essential oils or Mm -hmm. uh, make your own soap or all of these, like, classes. And Mm -hmm. it's actually amazing, I mean... You can, there are people now, you know, you can get things ordered to your door. Like, there's a girl on one of those groups that's making salads, like, you know, healthy.
0: Mm -hmm, There's that vegan ice cream. Right, Mm -hmm. all those
1: things. So there's there's literally something being organized for, you know, they they are catered really towards foreigners. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, yeah. But to,
1: to fill your spare time if you wanted to do those things,
0: like... There's plenty of there's plenty of options. You mean like start their own business to do some kind of a service? Um, no,
1: I'm just thinking like for hobbies, you know, Oh, like, like take f- classes. Yeah, and take stuff. classes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. got and whenever you have time, you have an opportunity. Obviously, so there's so much online that you can learn from the comfort of anywhere. Mm. So I. I my favorites are the great courses so the great courses you can download the lectures from top level professors and you can learn thing as if you're in a college classroom and then Linda is really good too so lynda.com l-y-n-d-a also has these online courses so you just pick something that you're interested in and um, you just you can learn about it in your in your spare time and what's Nowadays, it's really popular for entrepreneurs and people who are kind of self-learning and, like, kind of discovering their career on their own to join these mastermind groups. Mm. And there are mastermind groups all over the world. There are some that are in Asia. I haven't seen one that's specifically in China, but I'll bet you there is one. Yeah, so those are, like, a group of entrepreneurs that get together and they just throw ideas around and they help each other with the, the skills that they have and the experiences that they have. And it's a really cool way to, like keep motivated or you know help to find a project that that works for you and um maybe I don't know if you if Mariana actually knows her career trajectory but those kind of um groups really help you to define what you actually do want to do with your career
1: yeah yeah I think that's a nice idea especially if she's wanting to start a business or something I mean a lot of people do automatically just fall into teaching here but there are a lot of other options
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I mean that's a it's pretty instant job right there though I mean initially but
0: yeah for sure but a lot of money has been made being made now for on Amazon of people taking products from China and then like selling them on Amazon like crazy money crazy crazy money taking
1: products from China and selling them on Amazon
0: yeah So becoming a vendor on Amazon, Mm. you can like send a shipment of products to a warehouse, and then they'll they'll ship it out for you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People are making great. I mean, unbelievable money doing this. Mm. So like electronic stuff. Oh everything, everything. Mm. Because if you can do it cheaper as an individual than the next, like than a company who probably has more hoops to jump through, Mm. then you can make a lot of money. So that's that's an option, too, is to do something like take advantage of where you are or or, you know, get something like maybe you've always had an idea for a product. This is the place where you can get a prototype made for yeah. you and or um, find products that you like here and then create your own brand and just take products that are existing and just stick your just own, brand your own on label it on you and sell it online. There's a lot of options, actually. Mm-hmm. being in china in asia in general there's a lot of those kind of opportunities
1: yeah i mean that's a where in shenzhen is like um there's a major electronics district here it's if you were where's where's mariana on oh, WuXi. yeah so i mean if you were like if you were here like it's a great opportunity to to find like electronic products to
0: but you can do it with anything, even, like, textiles. Oh, yeah, sure. There's this lady, I listen to a podcast. Like, I listen to a lot of podcasts. That's another thing that you can do is just, like, obviously you're a person who listens to podcasts because you're listening to this one. <laughs> but you know there's a lot of stuff out there, um, free knowledge out there, that you can use to your advantage. I was listening to one, I can't remember. I think it was also The Top. I like The Top, the podcast, with Nathan mm-hmm. Latka. And there was a woman, I believe it was this show, she was selling um, drapes, like custom-made drapes, because she realized that there's no company that was really doing this that was affordable. Like if you want to, like you, let's say you have a custom-made window or you, you want to have your drapes a, a certain way, they were all these like pre-cut, pre-sized, like you couldn't do it exact to, to your exact specifications. So this woman, she's in India. But she's making millions just, like, selling these custom-made mm-hmm. drapes because the labor is cheap and the textiles are cheap. Yeah, So things like that, you can find a niche. Like, we, we've been learning quite a lot about keyword research, so you can learn a little bit about keyword research, and that will help you define a product that you're interested in, and you can explore that way if you feel like it. Mm. But, yeah, I
1: mean... The, uh, what we're ta- like bits of what we're talking about is like setting up a business, but I feel as though mm, if you're here, you should you should also be getting out there as well. Oh, And yeah. just like experience in China, like I've stayed, I've been in Shenzhen this whole time, and I really wish I will I will get to see some China uh, next month, next March, this March. <laughs> um, but if you've got the opportunity to do a bit of traveling, I mean like Norris is very safe here, mm-hmm. and it's pretty cheap to travel as well mm-hmm. so if you if you're not working, then do some traveling as well.
0: Even day trips, a lot of the bigger oh, yeah. cities have these interesting you know they mm. have hot springs or little hiking mm. trails, so you'd be surprised what you'd find just outside of the city, yeah. Along those lines, I think it's important to try to find something about Chinese culture that you really vibe with, that you really genuinely like. Uh, For example, picking something like learning to play mahjong, which is something that I've always been meaning to do, but I haven't done it yet. So like learning some skill like that or learning about tea culture or learning about the Shaolin monks Mm. um, and their martial arts practices. Or there are these really cool, like, shadow puppets, which is one of my favorite Chinese arts is the shadow puppets. It's really cool. So getting into, finding something that you really enjoy and then kind of getting into it, like, maybe looking, finding all of the productions of the shadow puppets that are going to happen in the area and then, like, trying to get to know the actors and, like, maybe they can teach you a little bit of something. It'd be kind of cool to get involved that way. But when you find something that you're genuinely interested in, it's so much easier to, like, dive in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, I I agree. I mean, it's good to, I I mean, I've never really, like, I I love tea, but I'm not, and I I guess I know a bit about it, but I've never really found anything, like, wow, like, that I love about, like, that I'm really, like, into.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I don't it takes it, I mean, a little bit of digging, I think. Mm-hmm. But what are you into back home? Like, what, would you take a class, like an art class, or something separate from from your work in the UK?
1: Um, well, I've always been in education, and um, so yeah. I mean, when I was younger, I was I I took art classes, and I was always like doing like handicrafts, like mm-hmm. make like uh, yeah, like. Uh, making bed cards and gifts and things especially before I came out I was making like uh, lip balms and oh, candles nice. and things like that yeah so I've always liked making things like that but I, I don't do that kind of thing here <laughs> unfortunately
0: Well, it, does, it definitely does take a little bit of digging it took me a really long mm-hmm. time to find my sketching class <laughs> yeah but I'm glad I found it and I only I've only taken one class so far but I really loved it it was a great time and it's a good way to just be in an environment where you you don't need to do a whole lot of talking um but you you know you're still getting to know people but on a much the, the pace is just like much slower when you're actually like physically creating something with your hands so it's really nice one thing I'll say um as my final point, is that it's really tempting to get the, into this, like, TV-watching trap <laughs> when you live in China and you have nothing to do. And Everyone's they have, been there. And they have every single show that you could potentially ever want to watch, the newest stuff, everything. It's, I never used to be such a TV junkie when I was in the States, but it's such a comfortable spot to reside in when you're in China. So it's really easy to like get sucked into watching TV and I'm definitely guilty of it, but that's something that you want to be aware of that you don't want to like shut yourself off to the world because there were definitely some some weeks especially when my first experience when I first came to China where just like I would huddle up in my room and just watch TV because that's it made me feel closer to home to be watching something that I could understand mm-hmm. fully and like that made me laugh. So, just be wary of getting sucked in to to this kind of lifestyle because you can even- you can you can surround yourself in your own bubble that way, and it the more you become like reclusive, then I feel like the harder it is to to actually like get out there and make the most of the experience mm. yeah i agree but
1: i i um i i don't know if it's a but <laughs> but i uh For a long time, uh, I felt like there was a lot of things that I was prevented from doing here. Like, things that come very naturally at home, like going to the cinema or eating a kind of... Like, the food that I like, there are are ways to get around all those things. You can go to the cinema in China. Like, you might be restricted, but you can do those normal things that you would do at home. Mm -hmm. As well as, like... In being in China, like you can't ignore that fact, which is, you know, we mentioned with like live if you live in that area of Shikou, where, you know, it's like it's like living in the US or the UK. There's not there's there's nothing different about it. Um, I guess it's having the life you want, but coinciding with with the Chinese culture as well. I guess Mm -hmm. having both like side by side.
0: Just don't let your life stop when you're here. It's, it's really yeah, a big tendency it. for people to just, like, kind of let their life in a way, like, stop. Like, lose sight of any goals that they have in general mm. for their career or for, you know, higher education or whatever. They say, oh, well, I'm in China now, so I can't really work towards those things. But that's really not true. Just like Holly's saying, you can, you can you can just... Do it, but still be here in China. You can find a way. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Well, I hope that that was insightful and that it inspires you to do some things outside of just learning Chinese, just learning Chinese <laughs> while you're in China. And if any of you out there are living in China and you have gotten involved into some like subculture or some communities, we'd love to hear about it. So put your comments on our Facebook page or on writtenchinese.com slash episode 43.
1: Yeah, I want to check that. I think you're right. <laughs> I think it's 43. It's 40, it is 43. There you go. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then I'll leave you with a Chinese word of the day. So the word of the day is a hobby. And a hobby is how. So aihao is literally... It sounds... It's, it's like love, love, good, i <laughs> how, <Yeah. laughs> Except for instead of pronouncing good like usual, like ni-hao, where it's the third tone, it's the fourth tone, so I-hao. Yeah. Yeah, those character Chinese characters are a bit tricky sometimes. Yeah, and it's exactly the same character, so as good. Yeah. But with the different well, pronunciation, different. it means something else. I don't really, to be honest, I don't know, I can't really pick it apart and tell you what exactly the character means. Yeah. By itself. Sometimes it just doesn't really have a meaning. But together, the two words, I is a hobby. Okay. Cool. shama What hobby do you have?
1: I will uh, put the links to our dictionary on our uh, writtenchinese.com slash episode 43 page, as well as uh, all the links to the articles we've mentioned and, uh, yeah, anything else like that. So, yeah, you can, you can come over to us and leave us a comment. You can also, if you've got a question... Go to writtenchinese.com/voicemail, uh, mm-hmm. and it's very simple. You just press a button. You just need a microphone. Just leave us a question.
0: And finally, 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 don't forget to download the Written Chinese Dictionary, which is waiting for you with some free flashcards if you put on the co- put in the coupon code Two White Chicks. Indeed. So, enjoy the flashcards, learn a little something, mm-hmm. and... Ooh, there are some Western flashcards, uh, no, Chinese holiday flashcards in there now. Oh, nice. Yep. And with the holidays approaching, it's the perfect time. Uh, and yep. those are free, right? Right. Nice. Yep. Excellent. <laughs> <Thought laughs>
1: I just jump in there. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> You're about to turn the podcast off. Ha.
0: Yeah, but you popped in with some free stuff, so... I don't think anyone's complaining. I hope not. <laughs> Alrighty, buddy. All right, everybody. All right, everybody. everybody. <laughs> Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>